जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज जय गोपी जनवल्लाभा जय गोपी जनवल्लाभा जशोदानंदन ब्रज Shilabhaya-charanar-vindam-bhakti-vedanta-swami-maharaj-shrila-prabhupada-ki-jai-grantaraj-shrimad-bhagvata-mahapurana-ki-jai-shri-shri-radha-govinda-ji-ki-jai
ഓം നമോ ഭഗവതേ വാസുദേവായ ഓം നമോ ഭഗവതേ വാസുദേവായ ൂതലെ സ്വയം രൂപ കഥാമാഹ്യം ദാത്തി സ്വാപദാന്തികാം വാഞ്ചകാൽപ്പതൃഭ്യ കൃപാസുഭ്യതീതനാം പാവനഭ്യ വൈഷ്ണവഭ്യ നമോ നമ നമാ ഓം വിഷ്ണുപാദായ കൃഷ്ണപേഷ്ഠായ ഭൂതലെ ശ്രീമതൈ ഭക്തിവേദാന്തസ്വാമിനി നാമിനെ നമസ്തെ സാരസ്വതി ദേവേ ഗൗരവാണി പ്രചാരിണെ നേവിശേഷിന്യവാദീ പാശ്ചാത്യദേശുതാരിണെ ജയ ശ്രീകൃഷ്ണ ചൈതന്യ പ്രഭുനിത്യാനന്ദ ശ്രീഅദ്വൈതഗദാധര ശിവാസാദിഗോരഭാക്തവൃന്ദ ഹരേ കൃഷ്ണ ഹരേ കൃഷ്ണ 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 ഹരേ 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 രാമ ഹരേ രാമ 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 ഹരേ 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 കൃഷ്ണ ഹരേ കൃഷ്ണ 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 ഹരേ 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 രാമ ഹരേ രാമ 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 ഹരേ 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 കൃഷ്ണ ഹരേ കൃഷ്ണ 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 ഹരേ 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 രാമ ഹരേ രാമ 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 ഹരേ ഹരേ ഗ്രന്ഥരാജ ശ്രീമാദ്ഭാക്ത മഹാപുരാണ കീജായ ശ്രീ ശ്രീ രാധാ കലചഞ്ചി കീജായ ശ്രീ ഗോരഭക്തബൃന്ദ കീജായ Nithai Gaur Pramanandi Hari Hari Bo. So today we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, as I said, Canto 1, Chapter 1, entitled Questions by the Sages. Correction is today's text number 11. So please repeat after me. Bhoorini Bhoori Karmani ഭൂരിണി ഭൂരി കർമാണി ശ്രോത്തവ്യാം വിഭാഗശ്രോത്തവ്യാധോത്രയാരം അതോത്ര ബ്രൂഹി ഭദ്രായ ഭൂതൂഹി ഭദ്രായ ഭൂതം ഭൂരിണി ഭൂരി കർമാണി ശ്രോത്തവ്യാനി വിഭാഗശ അധോത്രയാരം സമുദ്ധൃത്യ മനീഷയാ 
Bruhi Bhadraya Bhutanam Yenatma Suprasidati Bhuri Ni Bhuri Karmani Shottavyani Vibhagasha Ataha Sadhotra Yatsara Samudhrityamanishaya Bruhi Bhadraya Bhutana Yenatma Suprasidati Buri Buri Kurmani Shotavyani Vibhagasha Ataha Sadhotra Yatsaram Samudhritya Manishaya Bruhi Bhadraya Bhutanam Yenatma Suprasidati Madhaji Bhurini Bhuri Karmani Shotavyani Vibhagasha Ataha Sadhatrayat Saram Samudhritya Manishaya Rihivatrani Bhutana Yenatma Suprasidati Bhurini Bhuri Karmani Sirtavyani Vibhagasha Bhūrīni Multifarious Bhūrī Many Karmani Duties Shottavyani To be learned Vibhagashaha By divisions of subject matter Ataha Therefore, sadho, O sage, atra, herein, yat, whatever, saram, essence, samudhritya, by selection, manishaya, best to your knowledge, bruhi, please tell us, Bhadraya, for the good, sorry, for the good of, Bhutanam, 
the living beings yena by which atma the self supersedeti becomes fully satisfied translation please repeat after me there are many varieties of scriptures and in all of them there are many prescribed duties which can be learned only after many years of study in their various divisions therefore o sage please select the essence of all these scriptures and explain it for the good of all living beings that by such instruction their hearts may be fully satisfied so again there are many varieties of scriptures in all of them there are many prescribed duties which can be learned only after many years of study in their various divisions therefore o sage please select the essence of all these scriptures and explain it for the good of all living beings that by such instruction their hearts may be fully satisfied purport by his divine grace shila prabhupada ki jai atma or self is distinguished from matter and material elements it is spiritual in constitution and thus it it is never satisfied by any amount of material planning all scriptures and scriptural sorry all scriptures and spiritual instructions are meant for the satisfaction of this self or atma there are many varieties of approaches which are recommended for different types of living beings in different times and at different places consequently the numbers of revealed scriptures are innumerable there are different methods and prescribed duties recommended in these various scriptures taking into consideration the fallen condition of the people in general in this age of kali the sages of nemashrania suggested that sri suta goswami relate the essence of all all such scriptures because in this age it is not possible for the fallen souls to understand and undergo all the lessons of all these various scriptures in a varnash in a varna and ashrama system the varna and ashrama society are considered to be the best institution for lifting the human being to the spiritual platform but due to kali yuga it is not possible to execute the rules and regulations of these institutions nor is it possible for the people in general to completely sever relations with the families as the varnam varnashrama system uh, as the varnashrama institution prescribes the whole atmosphere is surcharged with opposition and considering this one can see that spiritual emancipation for the common man <clears throat> in this age is very difficult the reason the sages presented this matter to shri suta goswami is explained in the following verses om gyana timirandasya gyanan jana shalaka chakshurmitam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha nama om vishnu padaya krishna prishtaya bhutale shrimate namo krishna goswami So this is the uh, first canto of the Shrimad Bhagavatam. The Shrimad Bhagavatam is 
the condensed instructions of all of the Vedas put together. If you take all the Vedas and every instruction in all of the Vedas, no matter what it is, whether it feels important to us or not feel important to us, the essence of all of that is contained in the Srimad Bhagavatam. And it is described that the Srimad Bhagavatam is non-different from Krishna himself, who is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the Bhagavad Gita it is said, Yomam evam asumodho janati purushottamam sasarvavid bhajati mam sarvabhavena bharata. That one who knows me, Krishna is speaking, one who knows me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the knower of everything. One who knows Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, comma, without doubting, comma, is the knower of everything. That's what Krishna says. Such a person engages in the loving devotional service of Krishna with all of his heart and soul. So think of Krishna as a very big heart. Because Krishna is a very big hearted person. He says in the Bhagavad Gita, um, uh, what is the, how does Sarvaloka Maheshwaram start? Um, anyway, he says, Suhridam Sarvabhutanam Gyatvamam Chantim Richati. Suhridam Sarvabhutanam. The verse starts with Bhuktaram, yeah. Bhuktaram Jagitapasam Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. Suhridam Sarvabhutanam Gyatvamam Chantim Richati. So Suhridam, Rida means the heart. Ridaya means the heart. Surida means the best, the greatest heart. In Krishna's heart, the total creation fits inside Krishna's heart. That's how big his heart is. In fact, the whole creation occupies only a small spot in Krishna's heart. That's how big his heart is. It's amazing how, how loving Krishna is. Very loving personality. He's just all sweet. He's just a, like we used to say earlier on in our Hare Krishna movement, you know. Uh, he is a uh, simply wonderful. You know, he used to call them simply wonderfuls. You remember that? Uh, sweet. He used to call simply wonderful. You put it in your mouth and it explodes with bliss inside the system, you know. You have a bliss explosion inside. And you feel like, I'm already in Vaikuntha. I'm already in Krishna Loka. <laughs> For a moment, you forget every care that you have and every misery that you may be suffering. and You're just completely in bliss like that. So Krishna is like that. His whole personality is very blissful. Whatever he does is very blissful. He never does anything. Even when he kills a demon, it's all bliss. The demon is just enjoying bliss. <laughs> this is why the demons like attacking him, because they get so much bliss when they get handled by Krishna. <laughs> Whenever Krishna deals with them, it's always with a lot of bliss. Just like, you know, when we have our young children, right? Babies are baby children. And sometimes they misbehave, and the mother or the father might just completely hug them and hold them for a while, you know, just like that. 
And the child is feeling bliss at that time, you know, being totally hugged by the mother or the father like that. The child is misbehaving actually, but the child is feeling bliss. And sometimes the child, children actually misbehave just so that they can get that bliss. You really, really look at the children, they're so smart. They know how to manipulate the parents, right? They really know how to manipulate the parents. So like that, uh, the devotees and the demons, they're all like that. They manipulate Krishna. They manipulate Krishna to get love from him. You see? And so, there's so many instructions given in the scriptures, we can become a little overwhelmed or confused by what is the clear instruction so that my heart can feel complete satisfaction. Suprasiddhiti. You remember there's another time Suprasiddhi turned up uh, where Krishna is saying that, uh, it was earlier on, I think, in one of the verses, where he said, Yeyatma uh, Suprasiddhiti. Uh, how did it? Savei Pumsang Parodharma Yathor Bhaktir Adokshaja that statement came again. That the greatest occupation for any person is to completely serve Adokshija, Krishna. Adokshija means uh, the most lovable person. There's no fault in that person. The person is just totally amazing personality, you know, like that. Ahaituki means don't have any other consideration in mind. Just do it with all your heart and soul, with your free will. Apratihata means, and don't stop doing it. Just do it all the time. Then you will become fully satisfied because that's the nature of the soul. The nature of the soul is sat, chit, ananda. Ananda means full satisfaction. You see? This is why when businessmen make money, after they become multi-billionaires, they won't make more money. Why? Because they don't feel fully satisfied. Sometimes we're eating prasadam and we want to eat more prasadam. Why? Because we're not feeling feeling fully satisfied. See? Whatever we do in our lives, we want to do more of whatever we feel blissful about because we're not feeling fully satisfied. So what gives full satisfaction, the sages and Nimasharanya are asking? Please speak about the essence so that we can, so everyone can feel full satisfaction. And they say they, because the nature of a person is you will start Basically, as a me, me, me person. It's all about me. Everything's about me. Me, my family, my friends, my country, my house, my dog, my cat, my everything, my, 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 right? Me, 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 me. And then when you advance from that me, 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 me phase, then you come to uh, us and them. It's about us and them now. You see what I'm saying? And now the them part became a little recognized. And the us part became a little recognized. It's a little more than just me. It's also others. And sometimes we're a group and we're us. And then the others are not in a group and they're them. You see? So that's, now you come to the Madhyama phase. The Kanishta phase is me, 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 me. The Madhyama phase is us and them. We're together. Let's do things. And then in the most advanced phase, it is all them. It's nothing about me, nothing about us. It's all them. And you can see the sages asking, you know, that the statement they make here is uh, uh, that by such instruction, their hearts may be fully satisfied. They're not talking about their own hearts or our hearts. All the sages are sitting there in the Mishra right? And 
It's a very beautiful location because Nimishania, the, the, the forest of Nimishania is a wish-fulfilling forest. It's uh, all the trees in the, in the forest, Nimishania, all copper pictures. You can touch any of the tree and ask, and the tree will deliver. It's that type of forest. It's, it's like the best forest you can come to, like that. It's a representation of Vrindavan, the forests of Vrindavan, like that. And the sages are sitting there, and who are these sages? These are the best of the best of personalities in creation. They're sitting there, and they're staying for the good of mankind in Kali Yuga, because Kali Yuga is just setting in. For the good of Kali Yuga, please say something that will be the essence of everything. And then Sutta Goswami is going to narrate the Srimad Bhagavatam to explain the essence. Now what is that essence? The essence is Krishna is a very big-hearted person. Beautifully big-hearted person. And he's full of love. And it is his love that sustains all the spiritual world and all the material world. If Krishna Prem is not there, then everything will cease. Even the person in Las Vegas right now is rolling the dice, can only roll the dice because Krishna Prem is there. Not possible for anything to happen without Krishna Prema. And Krishna Prema is the fifth note of the flute that Krishna is playing. That's why we say the flute is the most powerful person in creation. Because it's from his fifth note that Krishna Prema comes, which actually makes the whole world run. Otherwise everything will freeze. Nothing can move. Everything will become immovable. Like that. Now in this huge heart of Krishna, our all little, our little hearts are all there inside that heart. <laughs> innumerable hearts are inside that heart. And we are like the baby hearts of the Papa heart of Krishna. (laughs) Krishna says, you know, he says, uh, I am the seed giving father of all living entities. So he is like the father heart and we are like the baby hearts inside Krishna's heart. Right? And so, in our hearts, there is a DNA. The heart has DNA inside it. And the DNA are our emotions. And there are 32 major emotions. Apart from the emotion of love, which is encompassing everything, the emotion of love encompasses all emotions, including negative emotions, positive emotions, and neutral emotions. Are all contained inside love. Because there are negative emotions in love too. Why? To contrast the positive if you don't have nighttime, you don't understand daytime. What would be the meaning of daytime if there was no nighttime, right? What would be the meaning of pleasure if there was no misery? You see what I'm saying? What is the pleasure of Krishna Prema if there was no ignorance? So the ignorance is the dark backdrop on which the bright jewel of uh, Krishna Prema shines clearly. You see what I'm saying? Just like in a jeweler's store, right? You go to a jewelry shop and you see they have a dark mannequin, like a black mannequin or dark blue, dark red. And then they have this wonderful jewelry sitting on that. It's so bright and clear that the lady, when she sees it, I have to buy that. I have to wear that. That's beautiful. You see, they're very smart. They know how to contrast. And in the contrast, they create love. They create excitement. They create happiness. 
They call it shopping therapy. You know, if your wife has some problems, take her to a jewelry shop, you know. Just let her look at the jewelry and she'll become happy. It's so nice. Jewelry is so nice. It's amazing. Men have things too that they love. Women have things that they love. So men are the same. You show them something. Uh, contrast their unhappiness and they become very happy. You know? Like a lot of men are into sports, right? They'll have to watch a nice game. They'll, they like, you watch them, right? They become so enjoyable, they forget everything. They forget their bodies while they're watching the sport. They get so much coordinate that uh, well, the player's running at the ball and they're almost running at the ball themselves. You know? <laughs> they're so much into it <laughs> that they're running with it. You know, and there's not the other guy's running, but this one's running too. <laughs> Because there's so much into the game. You see what I'm saying? So, these emotions are very natural. They're our DNA. You know? And these emotions are meant to actually do something very wonderful. You know what happens when you use these emotions properly? Just like in Krishna's heart, the total creation is inside Krishna's heart, right? What happens is, amazingly, the total creation comes into the heart of the devotee. Just like it comes into the heart of Krishna. You see? It just, they say that they do, not they, but the scriptures say and our acharyas say that the devotee's heart is so, so big that the whole creation fits inside it. And the devotee identifies with the whole creation as in a unified manner. So that's why most advanced devotees do not have any ill feeling towards anybody, even their own enemies, they will not feel any ill feeling. Because they are all sitting in their heart. And they see, my enemy is doing something, so it can contrast when good things happen to me. So it's a contrast. So I should accept the contrast, right? You see? Just like you can see on this board, the white contrasts the black writing on it, right? Imagine there was white writing on a white board. Can you read anything there? Hardly. I mean, you have to get really close and you have to be very clear in your eyes to be able to see it. But the contrast makes it clear and it's easy, right? And you're happy. You can read it. If you can't read it, you feel like, oh, something wrong with my eyes and you start worrying and you think, oh, I'm getting old or my eyes are going bad, I need to go to the doctor and all these worries develop, right? And then you become unhappy. See how much the contrast makes you happy? So please understand that in life, we need negative emotions and positive. Even our whole body runs like that. When, our, when the blood runs up and down the veins, they have positive and negative charges. And you can ask any doctor, if you remove the negative charges, the person will die. If there are no negative charge in the body, the body will die. So none of us want to die, right? They say, birth, death, old age, disease, nobody wants. You see? So... So the, the essence of the Srimad Bhagavatam is that because Krishna is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, the original lover, the original big heart, we need to embrace his heart and embrace it so much that we bring that heart into our heart. And when you bring that heart into your heart, the total creation is inside his heart. So he just brought the whole creation into your heart. You see what I'm saying? And now you will be able to understand things better also. The realizations will just start taking off because you'll understand that actually the whole purpose of life is to love and be loved. It's just the natural purpose of life. To be happy 
and give happiness to others. To serve and be served. To be devoted and give devotion to others. So, to be Krishna conscious and spread Krishna consciousness to others. This is actually the essence of life. And so, in this part of the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the beginning, it is said that whatever comes in the beginning is 50% of the whole results. So this is the beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam. And here is coming 50%. Prabhupada actually said that if you just read the first three volumes of the first of the Bhagavatam, Bhagavatam I think comes in Canto 1, Canto 2, Canto, right? How many Cantos is it? I think it's three Cantos. Bhagavatam 1, 2, 3, right? Canto 1, Canto 2, Canto It's all, I mean, sorry, uh, I'm not saying cantos correctly. I'm saying volumes. Canto 1 has volume 1, volume 2, volume 3 like that. So in three volumes. But Prabhupada said if you read that, just that, everything will become first class. You know. Now of course we should read the whole thing. Because there's a lot of information in all of this. Because you will meet people of many varieties of life. And because we'll meet people of very many varieties... Some person may be attracted to some part of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Somebody is attracted to another part of the Srimad Bhagavatam. But the Srimad Bhagavatam is likened to a sugarcane. Anybody not know what a sugarcane is? You all know what a sugarcane is, right? So, it's likened to a sugarcane that wherever you bite the sugarcane, it is sweet. So let them bite wherever they want to bite. They don't have to bite in the front first. Let them bite wherever they're biting. But let them be uh, blissed out by the sweetness of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So earlier on, the contrast to this had been given. Remember? In verse 10 was the contrast. O learned one, in this iron age of Kali, men have but short lives. They are quarrelsome, lazy, misguided, unlucky, and above all, always disturbed. See the contrast? So, contrast statement is made then the statement is made that actually gives you all happiness. Suprasiddhiti. Suprasiddhiti sitting on a contrast means, wow, I think I want that. I don't want to be always misguided, you know, always disturbed. I don't want to be unlucky. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want, well, short life is okay with us. Actually, we want a short life. We want to be done with this world, right? There's no point hanging around in prison too long, you know what I mean? Let's get out of prison. <laughs> so in that sense, devotee would consider short life a boon. Others think, may you have a long life. You know, people say that all the time, right? May you have a long life. Devotee thinks, that's a curse. That's not helping me here, you know what I mean? You know, some devotees may say, well, if I have a long life, I can do more service. But then service can be done at any time. Even after life, service will become actually even better. It won't be less, it'll be more. So why not do more service? Now that doesn't mean we should kill ourselves. Sometimes devotees do that too. They commit suicide thinking it's better for me to move it on the next life. But that artificially we should not do that. Let death come however it comes. No matter how it comes. Whether it's an accident, you're brutally murdered, or you die peacefully with one month of devotees singing around, kirtan around you before you die. Whichever way you die makes no difference. That is a statement in our Srimad Bhagavatam. What makes a difference is that we desire to go back to Krishna and Radharani, to Radha and Krishna's pastimes, to Gornitai's pastimes after we leave this body. To both those pastimes. Pastimes in union, pastimes in separation. To uh, uh, pastimes in union, Golok Vrindavan, to pastimes in separation, Shweta Dvipa. And Shweta Dvipa or uh, Navadvipa 
is actually in the center of Golok Bindavan. It's in the same planet, it's just the center. That's because it's separation. Because Radharani knows, Radharani tells us that happiness in separation is bigger than happiness in union. Now she experiences both, so she knows. We haven't so much experience in union right now. We have in the past, but forgotten about it. But she knows both perfectly. So, uh, so with that contrast, now we understand to become truly happy in our lives, to become always happy in our life, we should always remember Krishna and never forget Krishna. Right? So how do we remember Krishna all the time? Because we've got our work to do, you got to go to the bathroom, you got to do this, you got to do that. Sometimes devotees will fight, sometimes outsiders will fight, sometimes some outsiders will attack us, sometimes, you know, terrible things can happen in this world. You know, padam padam yat, vi padam. Terrible, terrible things can happen in this world. So how can you remain Krishna conscious in all of those amazing, situ- badly bad situations? The answer given to us simply is that Everything we do should be done for Krishna's pleasure. Everything we do, now we do should be considered a sacrifice. We're considering we're doing a sacrifice, and the sacrifice is called yagya. And yageshvara, yogeshvara, yageshvara is Krishna Himself. Bhoktaram yagya tapasam, right? Yagya tapasam, yageshvara. Sometimes people think, well, like we do five sacrifices, and sometimes people think. Well, these five sacrifices are not very important because not the age. This is the age of chanting. Why are you doing sacrifice? Why are you doing meditation? Why are you doing deity worship? We should actually be, Kali Yuga is about uh, kirtan, doing, uh, you know, chanting. Silent chanting, loud chanting, like that. But the fact is that this is a different age. This is called the golden age. In this age, all the ages come in, in this age. Just like Prabhupada has now been credited, finally people have understood and we have understood because some smart people understood that Prabhupada's purpose was to bring the four sampradayas together into the fifth sampradaya. Because initially there are four sampradayas, but Prabhupada wanted them all to come together so that everybody can glorify Krishna, everybody can glorify Goranga Mahaprabhu and all of their associates, Radharani, Lord Nityananda, Jagannath, Baldev, Subhadra, like that. And Singhadev. So many wonderful personalities we have in our system, right? So Prabhupada preached in such a way that he even included the Christians by saying, don't say Jesus, say Lord Jesus. You see, nothing wrong with Christianity. It's just that they're not following their own rules. Why are you killing people when you're saying, thou shalt not kill? So he would, he would very much respect Christians. He very much respected the Muslims. He very much respected all categories. Just to tell us, if we can respect them, shouldn't we be respecting our own sampradayas? Those are Vaishnava sampradayas, by the way. They're not like foreign sampradayas. They come from Krishna. You see? So he wanted to combine them. And now, in Iskan, the recognition is also coming that Prabhupada brought the four ages together. So for meditation, he taught mantra meditation. You can meditate by mantra, right? You can meditate by thinking about Krishna. Right? That's meditation. You can do yagyas. He himself did fire sacrifices all the time. By the way, in the Srimad Bhakaram, you will be reading that the reason the gopis became gopis was because they did fire sacrifices. Whoa! 
Where did that come from? Gopis do fire sacrifices? Since when? You know? Mother Yashoda always did fire sacrifices. Mother Kirtada always did fire sacrifices. So it tells us that the Treta Yuga uh, process is now in our process too. It's We're in it too. And in deity worship, well, here's the example. It's happening right in front of our eyes. Deity worship is happening. Although it's not this yuga's process, but Prabhupada brought all the yugas together. So, whichever way you feel, now in all of these processes, we still chant the holy names of the Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So, even when you do meditation, there's mantra meditation. When you do fire sacrifices, we do Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Swaha. You see what I'm saying? You see how the process comes in? So you should chant the holy names in the uh, fire sacrifice. Deity worship, we're always chanting the holy names. The deities, right? While we're dressing the deities, we're chanting different types of mantras. All these mantras are meant for the glorification of Krishna. That is what it means to do kirtan. Kirtan means to glorify. Just like seva means to love. Service means to love. And kirtan means to glorify. Why we glorify? To love. Because love is shown by glorification. (laughs) See how everything ties in so nicely? And then our own age process comes in. We chant all the time. Put our hands in the beads. We're chanting 16 rounds. Some chant more. We come together. We do kirtan, sankirtan. We go out and we meet people, distribute books. That's the Brihad Mridanga. That's Sankirtan. So everything we're doing in our life, you go to work, you consider that I'm going to work to please Krishna. Not to take care of my family, earn some money, then I can serve Krishna. Don't go indirect, go direct. Say to yourself, I'm going to work to please Krishna. Period. Now I can tell you, Krishna will give you some really nice intelligence as to what to do at work. Your boss is going to love you. You're going to get higher pay. You're going to get advancement in your job. That's Krishna. Krishna always upgrades everybody. Krishna is like a big rising tide. And a rising tide lifts all boats. All the boats go up. The boss is also a boat. The uh, staff member who doesn't like you at work is also a boat. Everybody's a boat out there. The ISIS people are boats. President Trump is a boat. Right? Everybody's a boat. The rising tide lifts all boats. And that rising tide is Goranga Mahaprabhu in this age. It's Goranga. Who is Goranga? Krishna at his very best. That's Goranga. So, our whole process is this emotion that I love Krishna. I love Gauranga Mahaprabhu. And everything I'm doing, every breath that's coming out of my nose, every breath I'm taking in, every breath I'm holding it outside, and every breath I'm holding inside. Those are four breaths, right? You breathe out, you hold your breath. You breathe in, you hold your breath. You breathe out, you hold your breath. So these are the four breaths. And some people are also able to uh, neutralize these breaths, hold their breath by taking the outward and inward and merging it together and holding it for a long period of time. Right, so they can live 500 years, 600 years, 2,000 years. There are people in Himalayas who are doing that. They live hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Why? They know how to neutralize the breath. So let's say that's the fifth breath, but none of us really know it how to do it properly. Thank God. 
We don't want to be hanging around here anyway. You know, and let's get on with our work type of stuff. But if, let's just say in all of these five breaths, all we should be thinking is, how am I going to please Krishna? And if you say to Krishna, I'm going to do anything I do in any of those breaths, I'm only going to do it for your pleasure. Then what happens is, Krishna says, Vidami buddhi yogam tam. Okay, now you've decided that you want to love me inside your heart. I am sitting there, right? Because inside is Paramatma, the super soul. Prabhupada defines the super soul as Krishna, the spiritual master, and the associate sitting in our heart. That's who the super soul is. The spiritual master, Krishna, and all of the associates. So that means our God brothers and God sisters are there too. And our God uncles and God aunties, disciples are there too. So the whole iskon is sitting inside the heart. as Paramatma. Right? So the point is that these persons sitting inside our hearts can make anything happen. Krishna can make anything happen by himself. What to speak of? You add guru there, you add all the other devotees in there, you add all the other deities in there, and their consorts and everybody inside your heart. Surely they can do anything, right? So the single most powerful thing that we should know in our lives is that anyone can do anything if they allow Krishna to take charge of their life. Just like we have these babies, right? Who, who looks after the babies? The parents do. The babies don't do anything. The babies only know how to poop. They know how to cry. They know how to milk. And they know how to sleep. None of those four activities give you any money. They're all liabilities. None of them is actually an asset. Right? So we are like that too. We're babies of Krishna. Let Krishna be in charge. You want to go for a ride? Let Krishna drive the vehicle. You sit in the back seat, just enjoy it. Don't try to be a back seat driver and hold the vehicle and say, no Krishna, you're going left, I should be going right. Krishna knows better which way to go. Give yourself to Krishna, give ourselves to Krishna like that. And completely understand that you say to Krishna, oh, Krishna, please take charge of me. Complete charge of me. All I want to do is to please you. And even if I go to work, I'm running a business, I'm in a bathroom, pooping or whatever I might be doing, I'm doing it for your pleasure. But then what will happen is, because Krishna says, Dadami buddhi yogam dam, Krishna says, sitting in the heart, I will start giving you information, I'll start guiding you, and I'll create situations outside that we will call miracles, because it couldn't have happened without Krishna. Every one of us have, has experienced miracles. The reason we have not fully recognized it is we're not thinking about it. We just thought, wow, that was great. That was like a coincidence or, you know, a fluke or something. But that was no coincidence. There was no fluke. It's Krishna. Krishna does amazing great things for us. So based on that, once we understand that Krishna will is wants to do it, by the way, it's not like just for the babies. The parents want to look after their babies. It's not like the baby is sending a demand note to the parent. Look after me. Please look after me. The baby doesn't have to say anything to the parent. The parent automatically wants to look after the baby. They love their babies. In fact, they love their baby so much, when the baby grows up and kills somebody, the mother says, no, not my baby. My baby cannot kill anybody. My baby is the best person in the world. Even though it turns out to be a person who might have committed some crime, heinous crime. This is how much parents love their children. So Krishna is the best parent. 
how much he loves us. So the Bhagavatam is there to give us this message. Krishna says, I love you. Please feel it. I love you. And I really, really, really want you to be happy. Even if you don't love me. I love you and I want you to be happy. That's Krishna's love. Why uh, Jeff Bezos becomes very rich? He was the richest man in the world. And then he had a fling with somebody. So he had to give half his assets away to his wife because he had to divorce her. And he's still the richest man in the world. After he gave half his uh, money to, uh, uh, to his wife, which is $70 billion, by the way. I mean, you know, if you're really looking for a husband, look for a husband like that, you know. Even if he gives you up, you're left with $70 billion in your pocket. And that's a pretty good amount of money, right? That's good pocket change, you know what I mean? <laughs> still the richest guy in the world. Why he became the richest guy? The simple answer is, now people give you all sorts of reasons. Or he did business, and he started in the garage, and he sold his first book, and then the book became two books, and then became five books, and now there's so many books, and then now so many products, and now he's the richest man in the world. All this is folks' knowledge. Folks means uh, fake knowledge. That's all fake. The fact is, Krishna showed him some love. Now you might say, the guy doesn't even care about Krishna. He doesn't even know Krishna. The guy eats meat. He eats beef of all things. Like he's the worst type of person on the planet in some ways. Okay, Looking at it from a scriptural point of view. By the way, the scriptures say, Bhagavatam says, in Kali Yuga, everybody's born all bad. <laughs> so it's not me saying it. It's just the scriptures saying it. Yet Krishna shows him so much love, right? Isn't that the definition of love? That no matter what is wrong with your beloved, you still love your beloved. This is why many times you see women fall in love with men and people think, why did you even have a relationship with a person? You knew he was going to harm you, he's going to kill you, or he's going to maim you, or he's going to do something like that. But the woman doesn't see that. She just loves him. No matter what his faults are, she loves him. You see what I'm saying? Krishna is very much like that. He loves all of the living entities. No matter how bad they are, no matter how good they are, Krishna loves everybody. Now he may show some special favor to the devotees because with all the money that Jeff Bezos makes, what happens to that money? A few more sins are committed, right? Because now you can actually give up your wife, have a fling with somebody because you're rich. You can do anything you like. But what is that going to do in terms of the law of karma? You give up your wife for thousands of lifetimes in the future, you will get married, you will be the wife and your husband will give you up to. Hopefully with the same arrangement. Hopefully. Not likely. Why? Because every time you take money from somebody, you have to give it back. It's a law of karma. If you take, you have to give back. So he's taken a lot of money from a lot of people. He's got to come back for so many thousands of lifetimes and pay them back. That's not a good deal. It's a lousy deal. Because with all the money he's got in this world, can he eat more chapatis? Whatever he eats. Bread. They call it defa in Gujarati. You know what I'm saying? What is the point? How much are you going to eat more? How much? How many beds are you going to sleep on? Now that you're a rich guy, you're going to sleep on 10 beds at the same time? You're going to sleep on a bed that's 10 mile high? It's a big bed, right? I'm rich. I sleep on a 10 mile high bed. Why are you going to crawl down that bed? We might have to build an elevator to come down your bed just to get off. You can see the stupidity of too much money. 
In fact, the Bhagavatam says that the root cause of all evil in Kali Yuga is having too much money. How do you like that? That's what the Bhagavatam says. And here we are. Give me more money. Give me more money. Give me more money. Best Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, hands still out. Give me more, give me more, give me more. He's a rich beggar. He's rich, but he's still a beggar. He's got his hand out. By the way, the, the rich people in the Srimad Bhagavatam, people like Parishit Maharaj, who are so rich, he owned the three planetary systems. Okay? He never put his hand out and begged anybody. Every day he didn't beg, oh, give me taxes, pay me taxes. The citizenry would pay the tax to show love to the king. They weren't paying tax because they had to pay tax. They wanted to give the king. They want to give the king everything. Because the king loves them so much. All arrangements are first class. They're happy with their king. They're not beggars. A rich man is not meant to be a beggar. If you're a rich beggar, that is a, what do they call it? When two opposite terms come, it's like a misnomer in terms, but there's another word for it. It's an oxymoron. A rich beggar. So, Jeff Bezos is an oxymoron happening. Is an oxymoron. Now if you take the oxy out, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? This is the Bhagavatam giving us information. Don't go down that track. Don't go down that track. Go down the track of loving the devotees, loving the deities, and all great things will happen in our lives. Any one of us, would you switch your position for Jeff Bezos right now? Why not? Why wouldn't you switch? Why wouldn't you? Some of you may in your heart feel like, man, maybe I should check it out. But you know, God use the seventy billion dollars for Krishna's. Nobody does, by the way. <laughs> when they become rich, suddenly they forget Krishna. <laughs> they forget everybody. They become so powerful. They think, man, I am it, man. I'm God. And in Bhagavad Gita, Prabhupada says in the purport, Krishna says because the purport was spoken by Krishna, written by Prabhupada, but spoken by Krishna. Okay. Krishna says, in the purports, in the Shrimad, in the Bhagavad Gita, it is okay for a man to think that he is God. Kama, until he meets a devotee of God. <laughs> because the devotee will show him, it's better to be a devotee than to be God. Because if you're God, you have to be responsible for everything now. And how many of us love the responsibilities we already have? Oh, I love it, man. I have to be responsible for my spouse. I have to be responsible for my kids. I have to be responsible for my job, my this, my that. And all our hair is going gray and balding because of all the responsibilities. Imagine, God has responsibility for everything. His hair is not balding. You know, only when he shaves it up, he does that. But why? Because he has that much power. We don't have that much power. So don't be someone you're not. Now, being a devotee is better than God because God gives you everything anyway. He gives himself to you. He gives himself to us. Prabhupada says, whether someone gave you a billion dollars, he used the word million, because at that time million was big. Now, of course, it's billion, right? Million means nothing these days. If you're a millionaire, it means you're poor. Rich means you're a billionaire, you know what I mean? Soon it's going to be trillionaire, by the way. That's what these guys are all racing for. Who's going to be the first trillionaire, you know what I mean? But point is that Prabhupada said, I'm paraphrasing, that what difference does it make if you worked hard and became a billionaire or somebody gave you a billionaire? Billions. You're still a billionaire, right? 
Right? So why work hard and be happy in this world when you can just get it from Krishna? And by the way, when you get it from Krishna, because he's so powerful, he owns the whole creation, he might give you a few planets. Whereas a rich man might give you a few billion dollars. But a few billion dollars cannot compare to a few planets, right? How much do you think this planet would be worth? Planet Earth. And this is the last planet before you go to hell, by the way. It's not like the best planet around the world. It's the best because Krishna chose it to bring Vrindavan on this Nam. That's why it's the best. But other than that, this planet doesn't really have that much weightage compared to some of the higher planets, right? But you can't put a value on this planet, right? You can't say it's so many trillions, but it's way beyond trillions. It's way beyond quadrillions. It's way beyond beyond pentillions. It's way beyond quintillions, nantillions. Keep going. It's way beyond all of this in value. So Krishna can give you a whole creation and say you're in charge of this whole creation. You become the Brahma. And that's Krishna. And that's pocket change by him for him. It's pocket change. It's like, you know, if someone came to you right now and said, can you give me uh, a penny? How many of you would have a difficulty giving a penny to somebody? Nothing, right? In fact, you would think, well, I give you, I give you a dollar. hundred times a penny. Still it's nothing. See what I'm saying? So for Krishna, giving away a, a, a creation is less than what a penny would be to us, to somebody else. That's how powerful Krishna is. So he wants to love us. All we have to say to Krishna is, I want to love you, Krishna. You're already showing me love. Let me show you some love too. Because I'm your child. I'm going to compete with you. I'm not going to just take from you. I'm going to give you. I also have your DNA in my system. <laughs> 